Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 82, where we're going to have a little happy hour. So I'm joined by BJ and Chris. What's going on, guys? Not much. What's going on with you? Not much, man. Not much. You know, quarantine still. Still have not gone out to get new supplies, so trying to figure out what to do with what I have. And then some of my suppliers are shut down right now, so... Makes it even more interesting. But Yeah. That clock was pretty sweet though. Yeah. I thought it was. Instagram did not, which is pretty usual. <laughs> but I mean I enjoyed it. It was a fun project. It was one I've been wanting to make for a while. So how are the squirrel tables going? Funny enough, man, people keep buying them. I don't know. I don't don't exactly understand it, but they're cool. It's a fun little thing to run on the CNC each week. Where did that trend even come from? There was some guy, I want to say like South Carolina, North Carolina, who put it up in like a news station, found it, and he just went uh, off with it. He had a whole bunch of stuff up on Etsy, and then he dropped, then quarantine hit, and everybody wanted a squirrel table. Huh. That time of year, squirrels are out. and It's it's one of those things I saw it and I was like, that's kind of a cute little easy project to do. My wife's asked me for some, but I I haven't gotten around to it yet. I like the, the idea of doing it on the CNC, though. I would need more of like a scorpion table. Because <laughs> we don't really have squirrels. <laughs> it's a little bit different different population out there. Yeah. Don't so I don't think ground. they'd be as popular here. But You uh, don't have ground squirrels? I haven't seen any. Hmm. I guess it's more California. Maybe. It could be. But, yeah, this morning I filmed a uh, new video for YouTube. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Coming up with topics is not easy. No. Which, I mean... And if you try to guess what people want to watch, forget it. And if you ask people in a poll what they want to watch, they don't answer. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what to do anymore. I figure those ones that do answer, it's probably just a stupid comment. Most of the ones that have answered lately are, like, accounts I've never seen before. And their response is, like... Uh, Oh, what was some of them? One of them was just like the fire emoji, which means nothing when I'm asking a question. And then some have been about following fitness pages. And then there was some about like investing with, you know, such and such person has uh Help them earn so much money and I should check it out. It's all spam stuff. I got one of those the other day. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's not much you can do about it. Sometimes you get legitimate answers, but it's usually 90% spam. Yeah. And then 10%. Yeah, I got a lot of those uh, invest in real estate, you know, buy a house type comments. All from spam accounts. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go away. But, you know, it is what it is. It's the world of social media. BJ, what have you been working on? Uh, you got a few different things in the 
on the table right now. I just finished the um, the Thor mallet, that big walnut mallet that I was working on. So I got it oiled up today. Um, it honestly ended up way bigger than what I had initially planned because I've never built a mallet before. So I just kind of, you know, just did some rough numbers and figured, okay, this size should work. You gotta go smaller next time because it's a it's a beast. <laughs> um, and it's, I think it's four by four. Is the you know it's four inches thick, so it's a good size mallet, but it looks cool. I I've got a working on a Texas cutting board. That's you know that, and I'm still still trying to get through the train kit. I've been having trouble with the doing the curves, so I think. I tried the, the whole steam bending thing and apparently poplar is not a good wood to steam bend from what I'm gathering. Cause it's, I'm just, it's just cracking. So we're going to do bent lamination. I think that's going to work better. I cut some really thin strips and they're able to, even without getting wet, they bend to the, the radius really easy. So I think that'll work better. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing with the train? I don't know if I caught that one on your feed. It's a sixteen foot by nine foot ceiling hung like bridge system. And so you know, we're doing like each we'll have what six different bridge or trestle style bridges and then the curves, which will be open so you can see the train as it makes the turn. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's a big project. And luckily, the the customer, the client is super cool because he put the deposit down early January. And I told him, I was like, you know, hey, this, you know, the bridges themselves are simple. I can do that any all day long. I've made them for different train hobbyists around here. I was like, but I've never done the curves. So understand this is going to take, you know, some learning as we go through. And he actually came back and said he tried to make it himself, which is why he reached out to me because he failed on the curves. And he's like, if it takes six months, it takes six months. Just get it done. Well, sounds like you have enough time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, right. Especially now that you're in quarantine. Yeah. And that's, that's actually what's kind of, I honestly thought I was going to, business was going to dry up. I've had more people, reach out to me. I've probably got eight projects in the queue right now. Wow. And one of them's a, I don't know if y'all saw the picture the other day with the trailer was the, the benches I picked up from a restaurant. They're taking advantage of not being open, doing a full remodel on their restaurant. And so they want to convert these benches that another maker friend of mine here locally that stopped building because he started a new job and doesn't have time. So we're going to convert them into booths. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I uh, sales have definitely shifted since all this stuff hit. A lot yeah. of uh, a lot of events have been canceled up mm-hmm. here for May and June, as it goes. So people kind of pushing stuff back either next year or late fall, weddings and such. Yeah, it's. I think it's like anything else. People are watching their money more now. Plus, a lot of people, unfortunately, are unemployed. So, it definitely changed things. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a shift, for (laughs) sure. But people buying squirrel tables, though. Somehow somehow that's in the budget, you know? (laughs) I will admit, it probably wouldn't be in my budget, but, hey, more power to the people who have it. I'll fire up the laser one. I'll, I'll engrave it just for you, Trevor. Nice. Well, I mean, you figure people are sitting at home, sitting on the back porch, you know, more sitting outside more. They need something to entertain themselves. So, yeah. And most people have been like, you know, I want something for my kids to do during the day and, you know, paint them up, put them in the backyard, stuff like that. Oh, that's true. And it's like, it's a cheap activity, you know, if you got the kids at home for an entire day. Yeah, that's a good point. Are you selling them as a kit or are you selling them assembled? Um, I've done a little bit of both. I've sold more of them not assembled than assembled. I did a couple assembled, but um, I was kind of putting them out on Facebook. And people are like, "Oh, can we get them as like a kit for the kids to build?" So 
I put it out that way. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, now's definitely a good time for, like, kits for your kids. Yeah. If you can, you know, come up with an idea or, I guess, buy an idea. Lately, my kids have been asleep when I'm awake and awake when I'm asleep. So, (laughs) that hasn't worked out that great. They've gone on, like, a, you know, since they're out of school, they're taking advantage of the later bedtime. Yeah, mine are an opposite schedule, so there's always one awake no matter what time it is. Sunrise to sunset. Yeah, that's how our house is too. So getting them to do something when I actually, you know, am awake enough to do it. (laughs) They're usually either asleep or watching something and don't want to move. Whatever. Yeah. One day. The oldest is all about being outside in the garage doing stuff, but That's he wants good. nothing to do with squirrel tables. <laughs> he's got his own projects he's working on. Nice. How old's your oldest? Uh, four. Okay, yeah. Oh, man. Same age as my little one. Yeah, my, That's my, cool, though. My 10-year-old, his schedule has not changed. He's homeschooled, so he's still doing the same thing he's always done. He actually told me the other day, he's like, I kind of wish I was going to public school so I didn't have to, and I could actually take some time off. <laughs> like, well, that just means you're one step ahead. That's all that matters. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, as a kid, I would have loved it, right? Because you're like, oh, no school. As an adult, you're like, kind of kind of wish he had school. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, being education too, man, it's tough. Like, it's a whole, it's gonna be a whole new world next year when these kids come back to school. Like, oh gosh. yeah, for sure. Like, nobody's seen this in our lifetime, something like this, you know? Yeah. Well, even Wait. our parents' generation hasn't really seen anything like it. Yeah. Well, just think if this happened, not even twenty years ago, ten years ago what where we would be as far as schools and everything because we didn't have the technology we have now and schools would think they would you know students would have to kind of start over next year yeah that's true it's crazy sorry i'm doing my instagram post at the same time (laughs) multitasking over here i keep checking mine i'm failing at multitasking I, I posted that um, simple build I did today, and it's actually doing really well. That's good. That little right there planer stand that took me all of 30 minutes to build. And it's hey, you know, sometimes the easiest things to build are the ones that do the best. Oh, it's, yeah. And as far as helping the shop, it's made, it's already worth its weight. Just because that, you know, those planers are not light. What kind of planer was it? It's the rigid lunchbox. Okay. Yeah. Once I was able to put mine on wheels, that was it was a huge, huge upgrade because I was pulling it out from underneath the bench every time. And oh yeah, no, that like, was just it's like fifty, sixty pounds. I mean, it's not, and it's awkward too. You know, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I used to do that with my uh, Dewalt, which is like a hundred pounds. Oh yeah, you got the big Dewalt. Yeah, well, it's still a lunchbox planer, but it's the bigger mm-hmm. version of the DeWalt. I mean, I love the thing. You know, the two times a year I use it. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm in, now that I'm in the bigger shop, I've actually I've used my planer probably at least once a week. If I it, had more room to spread out and I didn't have to like wheel everything out when I needed it, and then wheel everything back, I'd be more inclined to use some of those tools more often because half the time I'm like how can I do this with a tool that I already have in a position I can reach mm-hmm. so I don't have to take 30 minutes to move stuff around yeah that's why I like mine I have it right out the garage door so it's just pop the garage door open and then just put the outfeed in and mm-hmm. go to town sweep it up after yeah that's not bad at all how's the uh, new shop coming BJ it's 
it's going. I am. It has some pluses. It has a lot of pluses. I will admit 100%. The fact that everything is out 100% of the time. No tools. And the only tool that I take out and put up when I'm done with it, honestly, is my track saw. Just because it, it doesn't need to be out all the time. Um, so that's a, a great plus side that I can have everything stationed. I'm still, I need to build another workbench. I'm going to build one that's thinner. So I'm able to walk around it when I'm working on projects. The downside that I've so far seen is if you lose something, like if you set down a pencil or a tape measure, it's gone because you're, you're seriously looking for, like I set my tape measure down today Thought, you know, thought it was in one side and looked over and it's on the complete opposite side of the shop. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I got to walk over there and pick it up. Yeah. You need to buy yeah. more. Well, so I, I did that a while back. I bought a bunch of the like three or $4 DeWalt ones that have the magnets on the side. Just so I could stick them to everything. But I've started using the, um, the fast cap mm. tape measures just because they're so much more accurate and they've got all the markings and everything. And so I'm just kind of slowly buying one or two a month just so I can have them. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, first world problems. I'm complaining about having to walk across a big shop. <laughs> you know, the honestly, if I, if I had one complaint about the whole thing is the fact that it's not in my backyard. Yeah. It's a, it's a 10 minute drive. I mean, it's not, you know, I can't work on something, go inside, eat dinner. And then go back out and work on it some more. It's when I'm done, I'm done. But it's given me more time at home to design. So I've been able to work with Illustrator and some other stuff more just so I can kind of build up my knowledge on that. Because it's I have no internet out there, so everything has to be done You know, when I walk out the door to go to the shop. I'm, not able, I'm not able to you know, do anything when I get there other than build. It's not a bad thing. No. Ain't it? I stay focused. I, well, I try to. When the wife and kids are there, it's hard to stay focused just because I want to go play with them because we've got a ton of land to just mess around with. But it's it's fun. Nice. Do you finish it all up yet or are you kind of still working on it? We're still working. I mean, the, the building itself is finished out. It's got um, OSB on all the walls. We're still waiting. So the previous tenants still haven't gotten all their stuff out of it. So there's some pretty, there's some, there's two big heavy duty weight racks. They're like the, they're kind of like the CrossFit racks that are like 10 feet tall. So they're taking up one corner of the shop and they're taking up the corner that I want to be my paint booth. So if they don't come get them soon, I'm going to turn one of them into a paint booth. Because I'm gonna take I'm gonna take plastic to it and just turn it into a paint booth. I'm I don't care. Well, isn't I mean, there part? Isn't there something in the rental contract? No, I mean the the landlord's a friend of ours, so they're not. I mean, if I wanted to set them outside, and the thing is, the the so the previous tenants they still have a thirty foot camper there. They've got a forty foot storage container sitting on the property. Um, yeah, there's and we actually. So something's wrong with their their camper. It was popping breakers in the shop because they had it plugged in. They had a fifty amp breaker, and so I just I switched. I turned the breaker off because it kept popping breakers in the shop. I was like, Mm-mm. nope, I'm not gonna. I didn't want to risk something being wrong inside the camper and it possibly set set fire to something. Yeah, I don't so I just you. killed it. But I even my wife even suggested because they've got that's the shipping container that's out there is the previous tenants. She's like, why don't we just go put all that equipment in that shipping container? Is it empty? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's empty. It's unlocked. I'd put it in it. Yeah. Just slap a lock on it after you're done and yeah. call it a day. So are you did you buy that or are you guys renting it? We're renting it. Renting it? Yeah. Yeah. It's It, it was an offer I could not pass up because it's, it's a little over 1,800 square feet. We have access to the to half the property, which is two or three acres. So we get like an acre to ourselves to do whatever we want to with it. Which, I mean, other than just hanging out out there, we're not doing a lot. But yeah, it's, you know, it's 1,800 square feet and it's got 15 foot walls, 15, 16 foot walls. 
Jeez. Yeah. So. That's awesome, man. But yeah, I'm, I don't need yeah. ladders, so I don't. I'm not using taking advantage of the wall space. Yeah. No, we looked around for a little bit, looking at some commercial space just to get it out of the garage, but nothing, nothing really came up that was in a good area with a good price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, price here is not the cheapest thing to do because it's probably going to run two grand a month for like, you know, twelve hundred square feet in a building where you have neighbors everywhere and you don't have extra land yeah yeah the average out here because we i looked a while back because i had a, a friend of mine that wanted to go in 50 50 with me on the woodworking stuff and so we were looking to find a building and it was anywhere from a dollar fifty to three dollars a square foot and yeah. it just and that was you know a dollar fifty is no heat no ac no plumbing it's just a bare bones building and, you know, this place has got two bathrooms, washer and dryer hookup if I need it, which I'm not going to put a washer and dryer out there. That's a pretty good yeah. deal, I'd say. Well, I mean, yeah, that's about the same out here, but then you got to figure you got to heat it for nine mm-hmm. months out of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's got, so it has one, um, like hanging like 240 volt or 240 watt, um, heater. But as big as that building is, it does enough to take the edge off. But you're still working in pants and a hoodie. And you know, Until the summer. <laughs> yeah. Well, the nice part is because the doors are 15 foot. You open those doors up and it's the way it, it's set up. It, you'll get a night. You get a nice breeze through it. We were out there. Was it yesterday? Or last week? We were out there one day. And a storm was coming through, and it picked up all my, um, because I've I've got all the mats and stuff around the workbenches. It picked those up and sucked them out the door. So yeah, we have to we have to glue stuff down. Oops! I don't have to worry about dust. It takes the dust with it. That's not terrible. One of these days, I need to get out of my garage. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm glad I have a garage that I can work out of. But when it's you know. Almost 12 feet by 12 feet with 8 foot ceilings. Yeah. Makes yeah, it's it a hard tight. to move stuff around. Dang, I, the only, if I wouldn't have got the deal I've, I got, I would still be in my garage. Oh, yeah. I mean, most of us, that's where we're going to stay for a long time is our garage. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, I lucked out on the house. Like, we got to, I mean, it was. Nothing when we bought it. It was dirt floor and studs, but it was almost 700 square feet. So, thankfully, it's got the tall ceilings, too. So, besides having put the money in to finish it, it hasn't been too bad. But the kids' stuff takes up a lot of room as you get going. That's part of it is there's stuff in the garage that, you know, Christmas decorations or whatever that has gone into storage in the garage, which takes up space away from everything else oh man my oldest has probably about nine vehicles in the garage it's like jay leno's garage in there man he's got a car for everything (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) i miss the power wheel days which we're Uh, we're we're talking about buying one for my daughter tomorrow just as oh we got like the what do we got we got the cat cat four-wheeler oh nice we got the john deere like uh, tractor with the trailer attachment. He just hauls shavings around all day. That's <laughs> like half his job is like loading it up and just driving around the driveway. Yeah, that's awesome. Make him you make him help you with the yard work when you rake up all the the clippings and stuff. Put it in the bed. Make him. Oh yeah, man. Bed. He's got he's got his own rake. He's got his own shovel. Oh, that's awesome. Like he rakes. He's got like a patch of mulch out front that he rakes every morning for some reason. Like no idea why. He's like, oh, I got to go out and rake my dirt. And I was like, okay, then go out there and. Just wait until he's older. Oh, yeah, he's not going to do anything. No. It's all good, though. These are the good days. Yeah. My daughter helped me pull weeds for, like, five whole minutes. And then left me. Yeah. Well, man, we can't even get that far. It's still snowing up here. Golly. What? Yeah, it's... I don't know what the deal is with the weather. Yesterday, it was in the 40s down here. 
Like it's almost May. We should be already be seeing, you know, high nineties. It hit seventy four today. Which I mean, in two months it'll be one hundred and twenty. So, I don't know with the way this year's going, it might, it might not be. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's been cooler than expected. But, I mean, it's not a bad thing, really. If it could hover around seventy or eighty for the whole year, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, if we could hit fifty, I'd be cool. Chris, is this ab- is this abnormally cold for y'all, or is it pretty? Uh, nah, that's about what it is. But we don't, you know, it doesn't normally dip and drop this quick in April. Yeah, like we'll hit like forties and stuff, but we've hit below thirties a couple of times in April. Really? Wow. But I'm just trying to save money on heat at this point. I'm getting low on pellets. Start burning scrap wood. You know what you should yeah, do? Yeah, if I Pull if I had an actual and just start burning walnut, <laughs> <laughs> that would go over just swimmingly. That a little bit of walnut, some leopard wood. Exactly. <laughs> People yeah. will be thrilled. All the yeah. big pages do it though. So I mean, so why not me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, no, I almost wish I had a uh, a wood burning stove over the pellet, but that pellet is just so nice. I can leave it running overnight. Keeps the whole place warm. It's on a timer. That's not too bad, then. No, it's just expensive, you know? Yeah. Does it use the same pellets like a a pellet grill uses? Or does it use the bigger pellets? Um, It uses the bigger ones. Okay. So I get them... You can get them by the pellet from Tractor Supply. So it's not terrible, but... When you look around, you got all that scrap sitting around. You're like, man, I could just burn all this and heat the place. But, but safety wise, you know, you can't really beat that. Yeah. Because I know some. I was reading one thing. Um, like, if you have a, a woodworking business and you have a wood burning stove, sometimes insurance companies won't insure won't give you insurance. Yeah, they won't. It's the same up here. So yeah, but is it is that the same thing with the pellet stove? Or does that get around that? Um, I mean, I'm not no legal expert on any of it, but it seems to be the safer option from what I've heard. Okay. Hmm. Like, I haven't had issues with it, so. Um, but, they, yeah, anything with, like, an open flame, they're like, you can't have that. Yeah. Which I find funny, though, because you can go out to – Depot or Lowe's and buy one of those propane torpedo torches with just like a volcano of fire and put that yep. in your shop, you know? <laughs> well, you know, those don't count. Right, yeah. Asterisk on that one. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to let those burn when you're not in, not there. Right. They're, but they're even then, I mean, we worked with that a lot when we were working on cars and stuff, but you got to figure, you start ripping a couple boards or sending stuff, you know, on the CNC, like all that particle in the air, like that open flame. That's a whoosh. Well, a lot of people don't use those correctly either. Door closed. Oh, yeah. It says it's for indoor use. Yeah. Yeah. I know. What do you guys got going on for the summer? Any good projects lined up or... Um, not really. Most of the, I mean, it all comes down to trying to figure out what kind of projects to do. I don't, I've put in, I've had people ask me for quotes for a lot of stuff, but most are either on hold or haven't gotten back to me or ghosted or whatever. So, is what it is. So, now it's just trying to figure out stuff to do for YouTube so I can have at least some kind of content going out. Yeah. But uh, YouTube has been going okay so far. Having the motivation to keep doing it, however, is not always there. Yeah, it seems like the last couple of videos you got some good responses. A couple of them I did. And then you have one that you think will do really well, just like anything else. And then it doesn't do so well. So, 
you know, it is what it is. People like some interesting things. Truth. You got anything, Chris? You got anything coming up? Uh, I'm hoping so, man. If uh, New York State will open back up, would really help out with getting some of the stuff out. But I had a couple uh, wedding arbors and uh, like decor stuff that I was supposed to be doing, and those weddings got pushed back. I normally start doing raised beds at this point of the year, but with everybody being on lockdown, it's still kind of up in the air. Yeah. But nothing too crazy. Yeah, the the one event that I had scheduled was actually supposed to be next weekend. We don't know when. I was talking to the the lady that's doing it. She doesn't know when it's you know we're going to actually be able to do it. I've got a stack of stuff getting ready for it. I even bought. I had been didn't buy what and got some. You know those big the big cable spools, the wooden ones. I had a guy give me nine of them. Jeez. Today and they're all different sizes. Like there's three that are the the big big ones, and the rest are all kind of medium to small. And I wanted to get them for doing events. So instead of having just your regular plastic bifold table. Actually, I gotta have those set up, you know, for displays. But if events aren't happening anytime soon, I'm just gonna be storing stuff at this point. Yeah, I actually that's I started working on a display for this year because I had the same kind of thought last year. I was doing the tables with tablecloths and all that, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna make a self-contained unit where I can just roll it off mm-hmm. the trailer. All my products in the back. It's got shelves, locks up set it up and be done. But I have the material for it. I haven't built it yet though. Cause I'm just at this point, we might not even have shows for, yeah. you know, until August. I've been talking to uh, one of the women who I do the farmer's market with. And she's like, we're not taking any deposits. Like we're going to see kind of like how it goes and if we can even open. Unfortunately, that's how it is right now. Yeah. They're saying, um, sorry, I get distracted. Um, the cord yard governor here, May 1st is when stuff's supposed to start reopening. Restaurants are going to start reopening everything. And it's, but then again, you know, the one of the biggest counties out here, Dallas County, just put in place um, a face mask requirement. You know, if you're out in public yeah. and you're not we're on the same mask. thing right now yeah they're they're like they're claiming that they're gonna start fining people oh really wearing. yeah i don't i've heard mixed things about it and i actually i tried to go to rockler today because i had to get something it was like in and out real quick and i hit the door and the store manager's like yeah you have to get out of my store i'm like what he's like yeah you're not wearing a face mask you can't be in here hmm. like Okay, well, I I, I need this. I was like, I'll, I'll put my shirt over my face. He goes, nope, you have to get out. I'm like, okay, well, bye. Guess I'm going to go buy the same thing on Amazon. I've been just trying to deal with whatever I have around. Because I don't, well, I don't have a rockler anyway. Yeah. But I don't want to really go to the store. But at the same time, it's like, if things start to open too soon, then it might just spread worse. It's, our boss said, um, starting the first, we're back to business as usual. We're going to be dispatching again, going to people's houses and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, you, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I'm, I just, I, the reason I looked at my phone, I got a message from a lady here in the neighborhood that's making mass. It's like, that's, I'm, that's what I'm going to go to. Because if you're going to send me to houses, I'm going to be wearing PPE. Like, I don't even care at this point. I can't risk getting sick. I can't get my kids sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's too many people that don't take it seriously in the mm-hmm. first place. I mean, when you go, even if you're just driving to, like, get the actual essential stuff, like food, and then you just see people <laughs> acting like it's a normal day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to, I went to Lowe's the other day and I grabbed my RZ mask, threw it on. Yeah, I don't I, blame you. It's not 
according to them, it's not in 95 or whatever. But it's better than nothing, you know? And it was great because I had to go grab some, and as I walk in the door, there's this dude, sounds like he's hacking up a lung, and I'm like, okay, no, no. You keep a quick draw Lysol container on me, start spraying people. <laughs> that might be illegal, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah. My biggest thing so far is, like, even on orders I get, I can't get materials for my normal people. Yeah. Like, Depot and Lowe's is open, but the uh, some of the smaller guys and the companies who are doing, you know, like, direct sale, who I normally get stuff from for, like, sheet goods, they're like, if you're not an essential employee, like, we can't really help you out. Yeah, I've had quite a few of my suppliers are shut down at the moment. For mostly for acrylic, but yeah. Oh, actually, Trevor, this is a good one for you. So I'm working on making my son. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the Lego store and seen like yep. the pick a brick wall. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do a pick a brick wall for him, but I need to source out some of like the acrylic or like clear plastic rings. Rings? Like you ever seen the picture of the wall? You're talking about the. You're talking about the fact that it's like this long, like a foot or something? Um, I'm probably going to do them shorter just because I don't kind of have that money to be buying that many bricks to keep him filled. But like, you know, like three inch tubing, like six inch OD. Um, I've been looking. It's pricey. Yeah, that's the problem. So I was thinking about bending my own from like a sheet, just heating it up with a heat gun. If you're going to do that, I would probably go with extruded acrylic because it bends easier than cast. Okay. Uh, and then I would probably do it in like 16th of an inch or 8th of an inch at most. I wouldn't go quarter or anything thick. So like anything under a quarter? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with 16th should bend pretty easily. And that's probably about what the Lego stores is. Yeah, it's pretty thin. Eight. But extruded should bend a lot easier than cast. The only thing is once you wrap it around, making sure that you use the correct type of solvent to bond it together. To bond it together. Yeah, so what I was thinking, so I'm going to cut all the squares for the wall, and I'm going to do it on the CNC so I have a groove, so I can just kind of like slot the acrylic right into it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then put the mirror behind it so it's got that same effect, but been playing with it. But looking at the prices, it's like, whew. They're not cheap. No, man, it gets up there quick. Yeah, it's, uh, you're probably better off buying sheets and bending them if you want to do it that way. But if you do it that way, I'd probably try to make some kind of jig with your CNC or something that. I was thinking about Makes doing it around easy. a piece of like sewer pipe, like sewer or drain that. or something like that. That would work. Once you bend it <clears throat> and you stop putting heat on it and let it cool, it'll hold its form anyway. So Right. It's just bending it without breaking it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Which, I mean, I've tried to bend quarter inch cast to see what would happen and I've snapped it in half multiple times. And extruded Granted, quarter of an inch is probably thicker than I should be bending anyway. Uh, but when I used extruded, I didn't have that problem. Uh, yeah, and I think gonna, it's because of how it's formed in the first place. Right. I'm trying to make it as easy as possible, to be honest, because, I mean, at some point he's going to outgrow it and I might have to get rid of it, so I'm not going to try to put too much. Yeah, I would just use, like, clear extruded acrylic or something. Yeah. Or... uh you could probably even use like Lexan or whatever. I don't know what's cheaper, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I haven't looked that far. Well, Lexan Ben though, just with uh, I heat gun. Actually, don't know. I don't see why not. I've only used it for panel stuff, so I've never tried to form it. Usually, if you go to like a local acrylic supplier and you buy like a four foot by eight foot sheet, it's a lot cheaper than buying like cut to size sheets from. Uh, Big box. Yeah. Was it? Which like, most of them you can pay like a small fee and they'll actually cut it down to the size you want anyway. 
Yeah, we got a local place that's when I was hitting you up about the stuff for the laser, that's where I ended up going. Yeah, I like our local one. It's the one I go to is Piedmont Plastics. But it's uh I go there for like clear white and gloss black. But colored stuff they're still limited on what they carry. The biggest issue I have is finding colored acrylic in colors I actually like. There's very limited suppliers for, at least that I've found, for that. I thought about getting some, because I want to just mess around with it on the CNC. I want to get some the two-tone, the black and white. Yeah. So when you cut through it, you've got the white or whatever, vice versa background. I know we've got an acrylic supplier here local. Um, I just, it's one of those side projects I want to do for myself, so I haven't even messed with calling them. I was going to say Johnson Plastics has that on their website. Mm-hmm. There's a Johnson Plastics, that's what I was thinking about. They're, they've got a distribution center here in Dallas. I mean, I, if you need it, I've got a coupon code for them. I'll let you know. It's only like 5%, but hey, it's 5%. Heck, I nothing. I order stuff from Kling Sport today, and I use the free shipping coupon to save eight bucks. Dude, sometimes it's enough to make you feel a little bit better. Eight bucks <laughs> is eight bucks, man. But I did I actually just, put another order for Kling Sport today too. I was running out of stuff. If you uh, if you get two tone acrylic, make sure it's for rotary. There's from a, Johnson Plastics. There's a difference. Uh, it's a little bit thicker. Okay. Because if it's some of the stuff I have is like a 16th of an inch thick, maybe. Maybe a 32nd of an inch thick. For the, the top layer? Or the yeah, color? like it's super thin. Okay. So it's, and then, I mean, if it's a 16th of an inch thick period overall, which some of them are mm-hmm. for the laser, uh, so your, your thin top layers, you know, a 64th. Yeah. So you'd, I'd so, have to. I'd probably have to go with what quarter inch. That's they make ones that are specifically for CNCs. Okay. They call them rotary engraving. Okay, I'll get it. So at least they they do. Okay. So if yeah. you go through Johnson Plastics, look for the rotary. I don't know if they carry it, but I've used um. It's King Starboard. I'm not sure. In HTP. Okay. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um. And it cuts awesome on the CNC, man. It's pricey, but it's smooth. Yeah. It's good for outdoor signs. Because that's what I want to do. I want to make. I want an outdoor sign to hang on the door of the building. I just don't want to go through all the hassle of you know. I know I could just do one out of hardwood or something and seal it with epoxy. But I think if I could do you know a black and white acrylic sign or HDPE sign or something, just so I know it's you know it's never gonna. Well, I say never. It's going to last a lot longer without any care. Yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, I like acrylic a lot. It's just very expensive. Yeah. But it is... In my opinion, it is probably one of the easiest materials to work with if you use like sign tape with it. Hmm. If you're using, like, solvents to glue things together, it's more of a pain in the butt. But if you're using the peel and stick tape, that stuff is magic. Yeah. Granted, it's not cheap either, but. <laughs> no. Yeah. I like that X Fasten tape, but it does add up. Yeah. I mean, I bought a roll of the tape. It's been over a year. And I still have like half the roll left. But it's more than paid for itself and how much time it saved me. Because you're talking like assembling a sign. For one of the painted MDF ones, if I'm using CA glue, if it takes me like 30 hours to do it with CA, or 30 hours, 30 minutes to do it with uh, CA glue, it probably takes me like 10 minutes to do it with tape because it's just peel and stick. And I had to do a, talking about doing MDF signs, I did one this weekend and I couldn't find the right primer because. I didn't want to go to 50 stores to find the good primer, so I just got the Krylon 2-in-1. I could, for the life of me, I could not get the edges to seal. 
Like they still I use Rust-Oleum filler primer. See, I couldn't. I wasn't. I didn't want to have to go all the way back to Lowe's or Home Depot to get it. The gray can, Trevor. Yeah. See, it's kind of like an auto body filler, so it it does kind of. It's kind of messy, because it, it, like your overspray is kind of messy. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, once you sand it down, it is smooth. Like I probably put ten coats of primer on the edge yeah, of the that's side. That's way too much, and it never even you know I you know sanding in between, putting more primer, it just still kept absorbing it. Now, Dr. I was, only put two. This was and the only story. reason I do two is because so the first one usually fills like all of the voids or you know micro gaps that MDF has and seals it up and you can paint right over that but if I do two with sanding in between then it's like a super smooth now, surface to paint on top of so the MDF that you're using are you just using Home Depot MDF hell no okay I used to that stuff is garbage yeah. compared to my local supplier so I go to a sheet good supplier in town and I can get a four foot by eight foot sheet for like Thirteen bucks, and right. it's half uh, inch or quarter inch. Quarter inch, okay. And it is, it's super smooth to begin with. It's not like you know, Home Depot is just kind of like furry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not like that at all. It's like it feels like a, uh, kind of like you know, a super smooth plywood. Okay, that's kind of what it feels like. So I'm wondering if that could have been part of my problem too, because it was it was Lowe's. The, yeah, like I never thought MDF would be a big difference, and then I started buying it locally, and it's so much better. Yeah. Well, there's so many different grades of it too. Like the stuff at yeah. Depot and Lowe's is like, I mean, I've had to use the quarter inch stuff because I if I can't get out to the guy who I normally buy it from, but the difference is like night and day. Yeah, I actually have like, a whole stack of twelve by twenty four inch sheets of Home Depot MDF that. I haven't touched because the other stuff is so much better. Yeah. What's well, I'm sitting on I have some more of those uh jumbo table base letters to do. And I'm I could go to Depot now and buy the stuff in the stardom, but I'm hoping that the uh place I normally buy them from opens up soon so I can try to crank those out cuz I don't want to deal with all the all the fuzzies. Yeah, it's just a pain. I feel like if I use Home Depot MDF, I have to sand it. Before I do anything to it. And then I feel like I have to prime it four or five times. Yeah. And the thin before stuff. Before I finally is... get something good enough to paint. And the thinner it is, like, the worse it seems to be. Like, yeah. the three quarter inch stuff, like, I mean, I feel like it's not terrible, but you get that quarter inch or half inch stuff, and it's definitely not top grade. And for the price of a two by four sheet, I can get a four by eight sheet from distributor, you know? Yeah. And typically when I get it from the distributor here, I'll buy like, you know, 10 sheets at a time, maybe, and cut it down to two foot by three foot sheets, because that's, most of my signs are two feet by three foot. And then I can store them in the garage more easily. And then I can go like six months before I have to go buy it again, depending on how many projects there are. So I, so what you're saying is I need to find an actual you know, quality MDF distributor here locally. For the yeah, area. usually whoever does your distribution of plywoods locally is the same one that will do your MDF. Dallas Plywood right down the road. I'll give them a shot Monday. See what they got. Yeah, if you can find someone who does Sheikah's local, mm-hmm. it's, it's a game changer. I mean, even that, um, I was getting walnut plywood. I was ordering it from depot like way back in the day and it was crazy expensive and i can get it locally and it's about half the price and you know sure. same quality you go you pick it up at the door as long as you set up an account with them and you yeah. know do all the paperwork like they're pretty cool about it but the amount of money i wasted like buying stuff from depot and lowe's for materials that's crazy when i go back and i look at like my excel sheets for what I was paying. Yeah. Same here for like Baltic birch plywood here. 
well, for one, you can't get the same kind of Baltic birch at Home Depot or Lowe's. And if you get it at the um, store here, you can actually get it in like four foot by eight foot sheets. And they are typically as much for a four by eight foot sheet of Baltic birch that's a nice grade as it is for like the cheap, crappy, knotted plywood at Home Depot. Hmm. Just because, well, and I don't know if that's a where I live thing. Because the cheapest plywood at Home Depot the last time I checked was like 40 something dollars a sheet. Yeah, sure. For a three quarter inch thick. But it was, I mean, that's the kind that had knots all over it. Yeah, I think I'm paying, last time I went, it was like 38 bucks for a four by eight sheet of three quarter poplar. At Home Depot? No, 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 for my distributor. Oh, yeah, I mean... And it was... Distributors are definitely cheaper because they're more direct to the source than, like, Home Depot or Lowe's are. Like, granted, Home Depot and Lowe's have the volume, but the grade, the quality is usually less than whatever your local supplier is. Because usually they're supplying, you know, all the cabinet manufacturers in your city. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this company does. They're like the they're the go-to to get stuff for all the guys running. 5 by 10 CNC's knocking out cabinets all day. Yeah, same here. So I just pulled up, because while we are talking, I looked up the plywood company, and it's actually the plywood company is the name of the company out here. And Convenient. They have, where'd it go? I just had a half inch. Yeah, half inch, like ultra refined. MDF for $30 a sheet. That's not bad. And they even, like, you can get custom color MDF too. Sounds better than our supplier. So, black, whatever whatever thickness 18 millimeter is. So, 18 millimeter? Yeah, that's a little over half an inch. So, that's set right at $70 a sheet. So, I mean, if you need solid, if you need black. Actually, it might be closer to three quarters of an inch. Since an inch is, what, 25.4? You're, you're talking great to me. I, don't, <laughs> I know enough about metric to get myself <laughs> by working on a car. Everything's 10 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> that's all yeah. you need No, that's like the nice thing, though. Like, if you can find a spot like that. The stuff that they have access to is just oh, yeah. hands down so much better than what you get at those type of big box stores. Like when I started doing those jumbo letters, like I started doing it through Depot and Lowe's, and like it was driving me nuts until I found this place. And like they were like, "Oh, you want you're doing this, this, and this for forming? Boom! Here's what you need to use." Like those guys do it day in, day out. You know, twenty years they've been there. Hmm. Ours is not, I guess, as forward with, like, giving you help on that side. Because basically what it is, is you go into ours, there's people on the floor with forklifts that'll get all your stuff together for you. And then there's, like, the front office people that you have to go in and talk to, and they'll actually, like, put your order in. So, half the time it's so crowded... Even if you try to ask your questions, most of them probably don't even know what you're talking about. Like, they know the wood and they know the lumber and all that stuff. But from a project standpoint, if you ask, like, what's best for this application, not all of them know how to answer that. Does your place make you actually have a legit company or do, like, they just take walk-ins and cash They'll carry? They'll take walk-ins, but they still make you create an account. Yeah, so, like, mine, like, if you don't have a... Uh, a basically a business with the state, you can't buy from them. Oh, well, so, I mean, like, I have a business anyway, but... What's yeah. that? I do have the business anyway, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, But I think that kind of weeds out some of the... But they've been pretty good to me. I mean, I've had a few experiences where, you know, you catch the wrong guy on the wrong day, and it's yeah, not as great, but for the most part, they've been awesome with getting me stuff like... Um, wobbly ply like they were able to source me wobbly ply for a couple builds which was like awesome i didn't even know i could even get that 
the area and the guy was like, oh, dude, like, I know so-and-so. We can see if we can get it. And, like, two days later, it was here. Nice. That's not bad at all. What is wobbly ply? You talking, like, the bendy ply? Yeah, bendy ply. Okay. Yeah. I was actually just looking at that. I don't have any need for it right now, but... No, we did a, um... Like, a reception area for a cafe. They had, like, this... It was like um, not once say like Art Deco, but like it was like an older like real curved type front thing, and they wanted it all smooth. So they were able to find that for us. We just like wrapped it with the wobbly ply or bendy ply. Hmm. But getting it in big sheets was rockly to get it by two by four sheets. But and you're paying a premium because it's rockler. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I mean, for what I paid for the. 4x8 sheet was probably a 2x4 sheet from them, but... Yeah, yeah, that's pretty normal. But, you know... Actually, I, the you were talking about paying a premium with Rockler. I had to get some Paduke um, for this Texas flag I'm working on, and my lumber dealer, they didn't have any and didn't know when they were going to get any, and neither did... I called three other places, and they're like, nope, don't know when we're going to get any. Um, but here's our price per board foot. I was like, okay, cool. I went to Rockler, and their price per board foot was double anybody else. I was like, geez. That doesn't surprise that me. Is, and, and granted, they had a 20% off sale going on it at the time, but and it was still, after their 20%, it was still double a board foot cost. I'm just like, that is a ridiculous thing. Yeah. That does sound accurate. But Yeah. I picked I up a couple it. shorts of Paduke, uh, Purple Heart, and... Canary would because they were like on super sale at our local Rockler in the scrap bin, but it still was probably more than I would have paid going to you know like Advantage Lumber or somebody local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's probably been three or four years now. But when I went to a when I lived in South Carolina and I went to the lumber store there, they had like random sheets of Purple Heart or you know boards that uh, somebody had ordered. And they ordered a few extra. And I think I paid... It was either like 40 or 60 bucks for a 8 foot long by like 12 inch wide and 3 quarter inch thick... Well, almost 1 inch thick board. Which <clears throat> at Woodcraft would have been who knows how many hundreds of dollars. But I still have a good portion of that board left. <clears throat> I will say Woodcraft, when it comes to pricing, or lumber prices, their pricing's still better than Rockler. Wow. But it's not, I mean, it's not great. And it's usually with them, it's if you catch them on a sale. Like, I've gone in there sometimes just to browse, and they'll still have a lumber sale. I'll see it, and I'll even, I'll call my local hardwood dealer and go, hey, what's your price for this reward foot? And there's been once or twice where they've had stuff cheaper. I'll just buy it. You know, I might, I might need this in six months, but I just saved, you know, 20 cents a board foot on it. It's, it's rare. Woodworking, so. Yeah. I mean, our local Rockler, I mean, that's only one in New York, so it's not like it's super common, but yeah. like, they're pretty, they're pretty like upfront too. Like they'll, if something's like, kind of overpricing and get it somewhere else, you know, they'll kind of tip you off and be like, hey, you know, if you're going to do big volume, like, go check out the bulletin board. There's guys selling this and that, you know. I don't have a Rockler or a Woodcraft anywhere near me, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a I mean that's good for your pocketbook. Place, yeah. I, I mean, for the amount of woodworking I do, I wouldn't go there that often anyway. Now, if there was a there's a Johnson Plastics in my city that I can literally walk into, I'd be in trouble. Because I buy stuff from them too often. Yeah. I mean, Rockler's probably, I don't know, 15 minutes from my house. But it's nice when I need like that random like corner jig or I need just something that's... Something I can't go to Lowe's Depot and buy. Like, it's nice to have them there, just be able to stop by. Or even, like, hardware, like hinges and, like, jewelry box stuff. To be able to just go in there and actually see it before I order on Amazon or eBay. Like, that's huge. Yeah. 
I mean, there's there's a couple places in town that are useful, but it just depends. Yeah. One thing I will say, like I've quit even looking at the Rockmer jigs because I've heard some stuff, some bad things about their jigs. Just well, mainly the fact that they're overpriced for what you get. The only time I bought a jig from them, I think, was like a a pin, like a shelf pin jig. Mm-hmm. And the main reason was I had a gift card, and then I had a project <laughs> that I was doing where that would be useful, yep. and the gift card covered it. So, so my favorite, but then you know favorite, when we went to WorkbenchCon, um, Craig was actually there giving away some of their jigs. And one of the ones they were giving away was the shelf pin jig. If you don't need it, you, if you don't need it, send it my way. Well, I, well, I didn't. I didn't get that one. I got the no. concealed hinge jig. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I have the cup one. cup hinge. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Ha- I have the drawer. So they were giving away. You could either get the drawer slide jig, the concealed hinge jig, the shelf pin jig, or uh, like the the pocket hole screw um, containers and you got to pick one. So I picked the concealed hinge one. It's like worst case you get a Forstner bit. Yeah. Right. So I have the, uh, I have the drawer slide one. That thing's been awesome, man. I, so I like it at times and then sometimes I just use a board. Because if it's, I find that if you have a, that jig, getting them to be the same height without some additional kind of board or something mm-hmm. to measure from is more difficult. And by that time, like, it's easier to use the board than it is to use the jig. Yeah. I mean, I still see a glue a piece of scrap on the bottom for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Yep. I mean. Yeah, I've got. I was looking the other day. I've got more. I've got three different pocket hole jigs. Jeez. So I've got. Well, I've got two of the. You know, the small ones. The, what the K five or whatever. Oh, and yeah. then I've got the big one, like the, the foreman. Not the foreman. Um, the one that's got the rear clamp and everything. No, because. Oh, okay. Yes, I think that one's the K five. Is that the K? Yeah, I've got the I one have the K four, which has that clamp. Yeah, I've got the one that you use the the hand clamp to hold it down. I've got two of those. Oh, yeah. I think one of those came with the K4. Yeah, which I got that second. I got one of them and a, a ton of screws because Steven sent me a bunch of stuff because he had a bunch of extra. And he's like, hey, if you want it, you cover the shipping and it's yours. Nice. I was like, okay. I, I like it because, you know... For the for the times that I build anything with out of wood, uh, it's usually shop storage projects. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, I don't care that it's pocket hole screws. Now, if I I wouldn't do it for a client, but yeah. for home use and stuff like that, I don't care. It's like it's fast, and I don't have you know a domino or something fancy for joining boards. So, hey, my huge. That miter station I built that's, what, 16 feet long? Every bit of It's all pocket hole just because it was quicker and easier to put it together. And it's bolt, it's bolted to the wall, so it's not like it's going to come apart. Yeah. So I'm not. It needs to be function functional. It doesn't need to be pretty. That's all I care about at that point. I mean, every piece of furniture in my shop that's been built with pocket hole screws has moved over 2,000 miles, and it's still perfectly fine. Yeah. So, granted, I'm sure there's still people that don't do it right, and that will fall apart. Oh, yeah. They're using two shorter screws. That's the worst part. That's usually the case. That's what got me at first, because I didn't realize... I just went off of what I saw in the package. I didn't realize you you had to have longer screws, and once I figured that part out, everything stays together. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's been about an hour. Yep. It's been fun. So, I think I gotta get back to cleaning my house. 
Yeah, you got steaks marinating. I forgot it's still early over there. Yeah, it's 7 o'clock, 7-11. It's, it's 9 here. What time's it there for you, Chris? You an hour behind 10, me? 10-11. Yeah, you're an hour behind me. Or ahead yeah. of me. All right. Chris is in the future. <laughs> I'm in the past. Cool. All right, well, well, thanks for joining, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. Great to catch up with you guys. Yes, sir. We'll be talking, I'm sure, throughout the week. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm sure I got some more stories coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. Right. See, see you guys. guys. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe.